1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: Wow. 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 I
1: Wow. I got the record and fact book of 2023. And Roger signed it! My God! I got the record and fact book. Remember, nobody gets this. Florio's off the list are down on him. To get Peter King. Nicely (laughs) produced. I also would have accepted my face on Eddie Murphy being thrown out the window don't in you, you, Beverly Hills Cop. Don't you
2: feel disrespected?
1: No, no, because it's shtick. It's funny. He goes so over the top on – getting this personalized signed edition of the record and fact book from Roger Goodalli. I mean, he gets the book, but he doesn't get a personalized edition from Roger. It's Godally. not, he
2: does not really personal no. personally that, signed. Okay. That, that went over my head. All right, when sorry. I first
1: got into this business, <laughs> that thing was as big as a phone I remember book. that yeah. It's yeah. big giant. I've still got it yeah. from 2000. Right. Kurt Warner was on the cover because it was Super Bowl 34 yeah. MVP. Right. And, and I used to pour over that thing and I, I, buy it every year you could get it at the bookstore you could order it and then all of a sudden you can't find it anymore they don't sell it because nobody buys it yeah so then i have had to work the back channels to get and, and it just got to the point where it's like i just and I don't, they're still I, making
2: that thing huh? they still make that thing right
1: you can get it online they yeah. distribute the link to it right i just i've gotten to the point where any question i have yeah I just Google it and I get the yeah, answer exactly that way. Right. I don't need. We don't, to don't need to cut down
2: through. half the Brazil rainforest to make a record. record okay? <laughs> okay? So those days are over. Captain Planet, hotline, all right? <laughs> Captain Planet in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh,
1: but but yeah, I look. If I used it, I would still want it. Yeah. But I got to the point where, and I save them all. And there's a there's a line between, like. Being a collector and being a
2: hoarder. A hoarder, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, so, you've danced that line. Yeah, you definitely So do. that <laughs> was
1: a good point to just say enough of these books because they're still, they're not as large, but they're still the thick as thick. There's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah. in there. And I used to just kind of flip through them and I'd have a little stack of the, the post it notes and I'd find a page and I'd highlight something. It's like, that's good information. Like, I didn't know that before. There's a very long history of the NFL and the evolution of the game. One of the things I learned reading that years ago. And I never knew this. Early in the, the life of pro football, they thought, and I think this was in the Record and Fact book where I saw this, when head trauma first became a thing because they weren't wearing helmets, they actually believed if you grew your hair long, that would protect you while playing football. Ah, yeah. So like back in the days of the old grumpy Teddy Roosevelt short hair, combed and mustaches, the football players all had really long hair. They were hippies. Before hippies were even hippies, because that was <laughs> their protection. That was their protection.
2: I, so. I I always wondered that, you know, some of the guys we see in football now, like Troy Polamalu, back in those days, I, would, I always wondered, maybe all that hair under there does that add a little extra cushion? I don't think it does. Cushion? I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not a neurologist. Not. I have a feeling well, but you it know, does. how you see, even see boxers and fighters sometimes they grow their yeah. beards out, and that's what they say. Like it did, like unless
1: you slip something actually into the beard, like padding, I don't think that it doesn't I don't think the hair's, hair is going to do I, much I, I think so either. All right. Uh, here, here we go. Uh, we're going to get through a, a couple different things happening currently in the NFL. Alvin Kamara, one of the highly paid NFL running backs. Yeah. We don't talk much about his situation. I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised they haven't squeezed him to take less. I mean. And maybe they would have. Maybe they would have even considered trading him. But he's got hanging over him the incident arising from the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. yeah. Early 2022, it all happened when we were in L.A. He got arrested for allegedly... Or charged. I can't remember whether they ultimately – oh, they arrested him at the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Hell, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. They waited for him at the Pro Bowl, arrested him at the Pro Bowl because he and others allegedly beat some guy up, and there's surveillance video. It was outside of a, of a nightclub at a casino. Everyone was there from the NFL who had been at the Pro Bowl. Not everyone at that time, but everyone was in the city, so yeah. things like that potentially yeah. could happen, right. and it happened. So there was a recent guilty plea – or no contest to misdemeanor charge the criminal case is over the civil case is settled but there's one order of business left and that's to go meet with the commissioner and the way this works now it used to be you meet with the commissioner the commissioner decides what he's going to do and that's pretty much it he controls everything yeah Yeah, you can appeal but he controls everything right now the nfl proposes punishment judge sue l robinson remember her from last year with sean watson she'll have a hearing she'll decide the facts, she'll decide the appropriate punishment, and then that's it with the NFL only having jurisdiction over, not the facts, but the punishment based on the facts that she finds as they happen. But the surveillance video. I think there's questions of self-defense. There's questions of provocation. But the video shows that there was some sort of an assault that was committed and Alvin Kamara was involved. So he's meeting with the commissioner today. And the clock's ticking toward week one, man. I mean, you know, I mean, they got to move pretty quickly. They got to move pretty pretty quickly if
2: they want to get this done before week
1: one. And there's a point where it's like, well, well, when are you going to do it if you're you're going to do
2: it before week one? You're doing a disservice to the team a little bit by dragging your feet through this a a little bit here. I I know. I mean, I'm a little surprised, too, that it's taken this long to kind of come to this point. Uh, I mean, it's a, yeah, a major player, a major piece for the Saints offense. And it's a huge year for Dennis Allen, the head coach. I'm sure he'd like this to be resolved so he can figure out what they're going to do with their team if he does get suspended for four weeks, five weeks, whatever it may be. It's a big year for Alvin Kamara, for sure. You know, like, like you just brought up with his contract and all that. Yeah, now he's got to deal with this. Will he get suspended? I don't know. Right. And he's being paid as one of the two highest paid running backs in football. And he hasn't you know, played to that capability or stayed healthy to that capability the last two years. He's still real good, but I don't think anybody puts Alvin Kamara in the, oh, he's the best running back in football conversation, you know. But he's very important to their offense, what they do there. And, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens here, Mike. I mean, I don't know. What are you expecting? You you – have an expectation going into this? Do you think we're going to see a one, two-game suspension because of this incident?
1: After the Ray Rice incident yeah. in 2014, the NFL changed the personal conduct policy to make the baseline punishment for any physical assault six games. But it can go up and it can go down. Right. So I think the goal would be to try to argue that there should be something significantly lower than six. That's where this idea of provocation right. comes into play. Self-defense, whatever it is that he tries to articulate to the commissioner, that's a precursor to the argument that will be advanced to Judge Sewell Robinson. And even though the meeting's happening just now, things can move pretty quickly. They've known about this for a long time. They were just waiting for the criminal case to end. The criminal case ended fairly recently. One of the things they learned from the Ray Rice case and others is Don't make any judgments until we know exactly what's gone on with the potential for criminal charges. So now that that's over, they can move forward. And and I think they could expedite. They could get Judge Robinson. I assume they're paying her well when they activate the bat signal for her services. They'll get her on board. It's not a complicated hearing. It's not going to take a week. It's a day, probably. If it's more than a day, it's a day and a half. She issues her ruling The NFL handles the appeal if there is one, and they get it all done by week one. The other possibility, too, and we have to take this into account because Kamara resolved without litigation the criminal cases, resolved without litigation the civil case, they could just reach a settlement. He could meet with the commissioner, and then the NFL's lawyers and Kamara's representatives can hammer out a one- or a two-game suspension, and that's it, and we just move on. That's possible as well.
2: Okay. All right. Well, we'll see where it goes. I mean – You know, the the Saints, like we talked about, Jamal Williams there, right? So he's certainly going to have to, uh, you know, pull the workman's load, right, or whatever there for for Alvin Kamara. They did draft that Kendry Miller from TCU, who has a lot of Alvin Kamara-type Skills. He reminds me of him. He. I wrote down. He remind when I was doing my draft evaluation. So uh, I would think, you know, hey, yeah, they need Alvin Kamara. I would also say I would think this is Alvin Kamara's last year as being a New Orleans Saints unless New Orleans Saint unless he takes a dramatic salary reduction or something along those lines. Uh, But it'll be interesting to see because I know you and I are both on the Saints could be one of those teams that didn't make the playoffs last year but there's some pieces there where you go "Mm, when I got to really pick the NFC playoff picture the Saints might be one of those teams I pick you know out of nowhere to kind of join the party here this year because there there is some some good to go around with the new quarterback in Derek Carr after
1: this year his salary goes to 10.2 million
2: I mean what is it? Ten point two million next
1: year. What have we learned this year? Yeah. That's I mean, too much. No one's paying him ten point two million right. next year. Right. And then the year after that, that's the Fugazi year that yeah. bumped the average to fifteen million. That's one of the things that the union pointed out on the running back call that they did. Hey, some of these agents are doing these deals that create average salaries that aren't real. Yeah. So you guys get ideas in your heads yeah. that are unfounded. Right. Alvin Kamara's not making fifteen million a year. Right. The only reason you think it's fifteen million is because he got a twenty five million dollar compensation package on the phony final year that drove the average from thirteen and a half to fifteen. Right. right. So he's got this year, next year. Next year's not happening without a major
2: major contract
1: restructuring. And you know what? Next year is the year I start thinking, does he end up in Denver
2: with Sean Payton? Mm-hmm. Sean Payton's the guy who discovered it. Sure. I, I don't think that's a crazy thought at all, right? Come there. You know, we got Javante Williams. He'll be our go-to, you know, between the tackles, pounding in there type of runner. But Alvin, who has great value, we know is a runner, but his real value is that, you know, as we talk about with Christian McCaffrey and some of these other running backs in football, he's like a receiver running routes out of the backfield. That's where he's awesome. We know Sean Payton loves to do that. I could certainly we see that happening uh, a year from now you're you're, you're to something there
1: in dallas they've moved on from ezekiel elliot tony pollard getting 10.1 million is the franchise tag player ronald jones added a free agent he's been suspended a couple of games for a ped violation here's both owner jerry jones and coach mike mccarthy talking about whether or not a return from ezekiel elliot is an option now that ronald jones will miss the first two games
3: around any corner
0: Guaranteed.
3: Look, uh, you got the pads on yesterday for the first time. It's hard to appreciate Zeke without pads because that'd be his game. And when you put that pad on and you realize the collisions that can happen for you, just his protection and blocking, then all of a sudden you uh, start thinking about the kinds of things you ought to be thinking about when you're evaluating at camp he's not ruled out at all there it's a young room uh we, we knew that going in uh so the, you know, the development you know of all those guys you know so far has, has been impressive you know and i thought that the, the running back group as a whole you know had a solid day yesterday for, for particularly you know a lot of the new things that we're asking these guys to do um you know our protection you know, uh, outlook is different than than it was. You know, the past the past three years. So there's there's more on those guys' plates. So, you know, we'll just con- continue to develop the room.
1: Look, here's the problem with bringing back Ezekiel Elliott during the Ronald Jones suspension. Once Jones is back, right? Who becomes the guy that plays special teams?
2: Exactly. You
1: need the young guy yep. to play special teams. Yep. So unless they're done with. Ronald Jones, and they're just going to cut him before week one, that's the only reason you bring Ezekiel Elliott back, to take that spot on the depth chart. Yeah. Because once you get past RB2, you are into guy who's on the punt team, guy who's on the kickoff team, and, and Ezekiel Elliott's not going to play special teams. And Ronald Jones is at a point where he's not going to play special teams either. That's where you fill in the guys that we've – We've not collectively heard of who, if they make their bones in that setting, end up getting chances to play offense. And then the next thing you know, hey, that guy's pretty good. And let's go buy his jersey and let's get him on our fantasy yeah. team. That's kind of how it works for some of these lesser known running backs on the way in. Yeah, th-
2: that's right. I mean, they they explain the value of Zeke. That I mean, he the pads. Yes, he, he's a he's a pads a contact runner. That's what he is. He does all the little things right. He's the ultimate professional that way. Like Jerry Jones said, blitz pick up. You know, knows knows what to do. Everything within the offense, right? So he'd be a great placeholder. But yeah, you're going to be in a little bit of conundrum when Ronald Jones does get back, like you said. And, you know, the Dallas Cowboys are in a little bit of a conundrum here. We're talking about a year here where we know is a big year for Dallas and Jerry Jones and, and then Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott's coming off of, you know, one of the lesser years of his career with all the mistakes. We heard McCarthy in the early offseason. I want to get back to running the football more. And here they are with Tony Pollard will not be 100% like what we know of him week one. There's, that's not going to happen. It's too soon after that injury to think that. So it's going to be a while before we see him full systems go. They got Ronald Jones to be the guy that could kind of hold down the fort a little bit for him to do that. So now you go, wait, we're into Deuce Vaughn category and it's some other guys that are totally unproven at this have, point. Have you seen clips of Deuce uh, Vaughn? I, I mean, drives. yeah, yeah.
1: Somebody characterizes Looks like mini-me out there. It looks like a kid like <laughs> stole something and he's running away from the grown-ups. Yeah, right. Like It's
2: it's he's five jarring. five and change.
1: It is jarring. Right oh, there he is. is. Look right at this. I mean, Darren
2: Sproles was short, but this guy's shorter than Darren Sproles. There,
1: there's one where he goes through the line. Now you're gonna have. Oh, you're gonna have you gotta to gotta catch the, the punt. punt than that dude. <laughs> he is so small, and you don't have to be a giant to be a running back. Low no. center of gravity. If if they don't know where the guy with the ball is, that's, right. that's you an hide. effective way. You can hide. <laughs> that's an effective way to advance yeah. the ball. Yeah, he is just so small. I it just oh, it something seems wrong about it, but something seems so right about it. When when he's next to Dak Prescott, it's it's like Father Sunday at football practice. It's amazing. Oh
2: well, well, I, I wonder if I mean, what's Dallas gonna do here, right? Ronald Jones suspended two games, right? And and, and yeah, Tony Pollard, like we talked about. Lower leg injury that was pretty significant with the breaking of the fibula and what was it, the dislocated ankle, I believe, too, right? It was kind of a double whammy there. Sounds right. Yeah, and then, so there's no bell cow, no proven commodity there. We know there's some running backs on the street. We know Zeke Elliott's there, right? But is that really what they want to do? You know, again, my problem with Zeke Elliott is, yes, he does all the little things great, and he's a great professional. I have ultimate respect for him. But as you've heard me say the last two years, there's been some holes there where I go, that should be a 30-yard gain, Tony Pollard should be in. And it was an 8-yard gain because Zeke couldn't make the guy miss or didn't have enough speed, right? So you look at it right now, without Pollard, without Ronald Jones, who is the guy that can go above and beyond and do some of that stuff for their offense? There's nobody. Now, there are some running backs out on the street. And do they start to look at somebody like that? I mean, Kareem Hunt's still out there, right? We know Leonard Fournette's still out there. Uh, You know, we we saw uh, Damian Williams from the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl running all that. He worked out out for somebody yesterday, right? With Rex Burkhead. Right. So uh, I'm just interested to see what they're going to do or who they're going to dust off here to maybe, you know, fill some of these roles.
1: And the problem with bringing Zeke back, because he was such a big part Of the franchise, and there's an expectation. I I agreed. And there's a... Yes. Like, it doesn't feel right to have him... Not playing. Yeah, it doesn't feel. And I think right. you're going to get
2: clamoring from the fans yeah. and all that. It's gonna Zeke? become where Zeke? Zeke? Right. And you're going to get distractions yeah. that way. And I, I think they know that. I think it's that's why they're trying. have somebody that there's no right. history with. I think they're trying not to do the Zeke thing, but while also speaking in, hey, he's on the radar, and we respect him They're I, I trying to f- do right I by him. I figured it out. What do you I think? think? I figured it out. But
1: they got a backlog of Zeke jerseys that Jerry's trying to sell. I
2: mean, really? Right? <laughs> keep
1: keep the light on. So just in case you can sell, I bet if we pull up the Cowboys website right now, we'll find Ezekiel Elliott jerseys still for sale. Mike McCarthy doesn't care about that jerry does he's got <laughs> merchandise he's got to move so if we can create the impression Zeke uh, might be back then maybe we'll sell the last of these jerseys i say that half
2: joking yeah no, i know you do i know i i know you're saying it half and jokingly. it's more serious than joke yeah yeah i i know trust right. me i know it's also funny how your brain works sometimes uh, uh <laughs> business
1: issues for the oakland raiders and josh jacobs who has the 10.1 million dollar franchise tag mm-hmm. that he has yet to accept Mm-hmm. The Raiders reportedly are open to restarting talks with Josh Jacobs to get him come back to camp, and the uh, model is already out there. Right. The Saquon Barkley. Exactly. Let's give Plus you a, a little incentive extra. package. Right. We'll give you a little more. You come, have a big year, and you'll get an extra nine hundred nine thousand dollars, like Saquon Barkley. I listen. I think this is, and this is another. Go ahead. Let's I just... It's not conspiracy no. theory. We've seen stuff like this happen. But what is it? This is the Raiders laying the foundation to remove the tender. They're, they are going to... Rest- if he doesn't accept the 10-1, they're going to pull it. So, this kind of thing sprinkles the earth with the idea that they're being reasonable. Don't get mad when we take away the 10.1 million for the guy that you want on the team, Raiders yeah, fans, right. We tried, okay. We've tried, right? We wanted that. We and, and he can he says no, and he says no. So he's the one that's being obstinate. He's the one that's being difficult. He's the one that you should be mad at, not us. We had to eventually
2: move on, collect our 10.1 million, and spend it elsewhere. Well, I, I, listen, I, 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 don't. I'm not going to say you're wrong with that thought. That, 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 that that's uh, that's warranted. It definitely is. I get that. I think I, you know, one, you and I are both of, like, get into camp. Get into camp. Get there. Sign the damn. You're in checkmate. Right. There's nothing you can do.
1: Don't they knock the king over when you're in checkmate? They do. I don't play chess, but right. Just knock the king over, Josh Jacobs. The system sucks. Yeah. You've been taken advantage of. Right. You shouldn't have played running back. All that stuff. We're on your side. Go get your $10.1 million. Tony Pollard made the smartest move by anyone, any team, any person this offseason by grabbing the 10-1 when he did in
2: March because
1: it would be gone by now if he had.
2: Yeah. No, I I agreed, And I'm all in favor of that. And and don't mess this up and sit out the year. And that's not going to do anybody good, especially you. I'm going to take – And this is why you and I are good. You know, you're Frick, I'm Frack, whatever. You're cold, I'm hot. Right? Man, anytime you start pronouncing words like like that, I wonder (laughs) why, geez, that's too close, Regis Uh, Philbin. but, But I take it more of, We've been in training camp for a few days, and we're not the same without Josh yeah. Jacobs. That's the, That would be also what I would glean into it, right? I don't think your, your glean is wrong. What, is it better to be Frick or Frack? I don't, I don't know. I don't really know which one's which, right? But I, I also could take it to that. A little bit like we just hit with the Dallas Cowboys. I look at it and go hey, we know there's a microscope on Josh McDaniels. There's going to be until he gets in the playoffs because of whatever. the What happened in Denver, you know, he's been an underling for Belichick. There's that narrative that those coaches never are great, whatever. So he's got it on him. And then we got Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, who he hasn't practiced all year. He didn't practice much last year. So I'm sure he's rusty. I could certainly see them going, Wait okay, wait, we drafted Zamir White, he's not quite what we thought he was going to be, and whoa, we're not the same team without 28 in here. And I wonder if that's starting to ring through the building a little bit to go, yeah, let's get him in here and maybe add some juice to the contract.
1: But here's the reality for the Raiders this year. You know how you like to say that the Texans are the only team in the AFC that has no chance to make the playoffs, and God, I hope they make it. Yeah. (laughs) The Raiders are in that next they're cut. they the
2: second one. I would, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. When you there.
1: consider the division they're in. Right, right. And with Garoppolo and just the right. the – the very real possibility he gets injured again, and then it's Brian Hoyer at quarterback. When you're talking about the Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, if he turns it around division, they're going to get left in the dust yeah. with or without Josh Jacobs.
2: Yeah, they're not there yet. They're not. You know, they're, they're not. I, you know, I, I actually had a conversation with a friend the other day. He was going, you know, the Raiders, and I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I think they're on the up and up, but I think we've got to continue to give this time. I, the, po- the question I posed, I said, other than the pass rushers, tell me somebody else on the Raiders' defense. I said that to my friend. And they went, oh, and I said, yeah, exactly, exactly, right. So they're not ready for prime time yet. If you, you know, my friend who's a football fan, you can't name anybody on their defense other than Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And so I think just from that basic principle right there, they're still in the process of building this thing the where they want. You know, I've always been one, hey, the New England guys, you got to let it ha- take some time, let their magic, their detail, their work all come together. Uh, but, yes, I'm with you in the fact that Texans are candidate number one where I'd say, yes, they're the only team in the AFC I'd cancel out of the playoff conversation. If I had to go to that next team, yeah, it probably would be the Raiders, Mike. By the way, before we show visual evidence
1: of merchandise that can be purchased, right. that Gotham City yeah. hoodie, yeah. what size are you? Oh, I'll, I'll do extra large. Just an XL? Yeah, I think so. You could fit an XL yeah, with I those so. giant... Are, those guns? Are you giving me those guns? No, talking I'm, talking guns? This, oh, the, I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the reach. I thought you were
2: saying my muscles look good today. No, 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 no. All right, all right. I
1: may, I may, be, I may have a line on. Oh, one for you it.
2: might have one, huh? Yeah. You got some connections? Yeah. yeah. I may, I
1: may give it to you if you do the
2: show Friday. Damn. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it's a good sweatshirt. I don't know if it's that good. Now, now you
1: can buy, you can buy uh, an Ezekiel Elliott jersey if you would like. Pete has pulled up. Okay. To the. Uh, great delight, surely, of my wife, if she's watching today. How quickly they work in the control room! There it is, and they are seventy-one dollars and Free less, shipping. depending upon the quality. Free shipping, please. All must go. Buy, buy, buy. Buy. Oh, there's one sixty-eight. That must be the real one.
2: Yeah. It's the tackle be. twill.
1: Remember that was a big deal. There was a time when, like. All of the teams, except the Cowboys, had the cheap painted-on numbers yes. that, that after you wash it a certain number right. of times is just gone. Right. And the Cowboys had that stitched yes, on. So they were more expensive. Right. Yeah. They called it tackle twill. Because yeah. I remember like looking through the right. Sears catalogs. like, oh, why is that more expensive? Because it's nicer. So anyway, uh, now they're all that way. So they're you get the way. nice high-end jersey. I guess 168, you get a nice... High end Ezekiel at Jersey. You'll be ready to go for when they possibly resign him, even though they're not going to. Jerry wants you to think they might.
2: Yeah. Okay. You buy that, and then buy me the uh, Gotham City. I don't sweatshirt. have to buy. It. You think I would buy it uh, for you? are right. I'm, you I'm, are wearing your Howie Roseman pants today, aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't those no, those? these fit. Oh, those fit. Okay. Yeah, these fit. I, I didn't get them the, fully watch the, you. Yeah. It
1: was the. Uh, it was the Under
2: Armour shirt
1: that, with the carpenter pants big.
2: Big. That you, It's way too big. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it may be these pants, but <laughs> I, I don't, don't know, know if it was. It might not be. Who cares? I don't. Who
1: cares? It's just clothes. I mean, I'm 58. What the hell? Yeah. What am I going to wear? I, I don't know. I guess fit? B- before we take a break, I guess <laughs> Tyler Lockett got married and DK Metcalf wore tuxedo shorts. <laughs> Did he really? The, yeah. Well, when you're well, who can pull Metcalf, that off? you
2: don't need much clothes. Yeah. Nobody cares. You can pull so that off. It's like, whoa, look at that guy. Maybe
1: it was only tuxedo shorts and nothing hey, else. Yeah, you can pull it off. Everybody would <laughs> be pleased. That's for sure. All right. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, more PFT live from close to Canton right after this.
3: You know, this is the third year of a three-year plan, um, and I think um, what I what I see that I like a lot is Coach Smith and and uh, and Terry, Terry Fondmill, um, you know, laid out a very um, careful, thoughtful, um, kind of methodical plan on uh, what they were going to do with the roster, going back, you know, several years now, and I think they've been very disciplined. I I expect us to. Uh, Certainly, win more games than we've won in the last couple of years, um, and where that puts us and you know, what number that'll be, I'm I'm not sure. But go out and get ready and play every game as hard as we can, and 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 uh, with the talent that we have now on both sides of the ball, um, you know, we we ought to end up with uh, with some pretty good results.
1: It is jarring to see Falcons owner Arthur Blank, who I don't think I've ever seen in anything but a suit yeah, and tie. Yeah in a falcons t-shirt yeah
2: i don't know if i have either
1: now i don't know how old he is he's but he still looking like he's pretty, pretty good he's got shape. some muscles he can pull in the the shirt yeah. that's
2: the thing he fills out that t-shirt if you are than you would if you're, man
1: i have it my itch if you have the physique at 70
2: whatever that's impressive wear the t-shirt baby right, that's right go for it Artie. man i mean seriously it uh, in uh, all, like mid seventies, late 70s you you're telling with Arthur Blank is probably up there, right? But, but
1: I hope he's not like sixty. He's obviously lived. He's owned no, that team twenty years, nah. and he was. I'm confident in that. I'd say he's pushing eighty. He's. I'll, I'll eight. say over or
2: under is seventy six and a half, and I'll take the over by not much. Usually dressed to a T, but yeah, there's definitely he's been definitely hitting the weights. So yeah. good for good for him. He's 80. I was going to wow. say, that's what I was going to say. Wow. I thought he was in his 80s. See, i got to revisit my chicken. position. i got to right.
1: revisit my position that I'm willing to drop dead right before I turn 80. I mean, if I look like him at 80, yeah, I, you I'll hang around going. for a couple more yeah, years. Yeah, I think
2: so. I know. Maybe a couple. Uh, a couple? If I make it that far. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: so, Arthur Blank expects them to win more games than they won the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. They've won seven games each of the past couple of years. Yeah, they they've been won on the more fringes. than we expected those yeah. two years. You think the Falcons like oh, the Falcons four wins? No, seven and ten, seven and ten. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty damn sure it's seven, and ten, and, seven and ten. You're right. You're right. So they're right there. Like if you're seven and ten, that means you're alive until the last week or two of the season. So if if they win more games
2: than they did last year, they're in the playoff hunt. So he's basically saying I expect to be in the playoff hunt. I I, I expect them to be. I think they're that team that, you know, I know we hit on the Saints a little while ago. I think the Falcons are that other team. When people ask me, hey, who's a team that could surprise everybody this year? Falcons are usually on my short list that I, you know, tell Johnny Muscles at the weight room. I go, watch out for the Falcons. You mean Arthur? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We're there doing curls <laughs> together. Uh, but yes, you know, for, for what you said, they've, I think, overperformed for what the talent they've had on their roster the last few years. I'm a big Arthur Smith fan. You know, he's old school. They're into being physical. They're going to do the things the right way. They manage the game a certain way that gives them the best chance. And then I think they were quietly one of the teams that that won the offseason. I think that's what I look at, you know. You know some of the trades the signing of Jesse Bates right signing a, a Bud Dupree who's got a chance to really hit for them their offensive line was really good already they drafted an awesome offensive lineman in the second round they, they are a running football team and they are going to base it around their top 10 pick and Bijan Robinson who now is going to be the guy there the big question is just the quarterback and Desmond Ritter who I know they believe in but yeah, can he, you know, be consistent, play at a level that can get them over the top in some of those 50-50 close type football games? But yeah, you know, I see a lot of positives with that Falcons football team. When
1: you look at the array of weapons they have on offense, adding B. John Robinson to Kyle Pitts and Tyler Algier and yeah. Cordell Patterson yeah. and Drake London. Right. It's it's stunning how good they could be. But the straw that's gonna stir the drink and distribute the football yeah. is Desmond Ritter. Here's right. Arthur Blank from yesterday talking about his expectation that Desmond Ritter will become the guy that they drafted him to be.
3: I like a young quarterback and you know he uh you know people look at just the last four games last year and they say well and nah, that based on those four year games but he really you know progressed from the time he came on campus here after he was drafted and had a good camp and he's always, he's been a strong leader since he's shown up here, um, continued to develop. Um, I think he worked well with, uh, the Mariota last year learned a lot from Marcus. Um, and he's a learner. He's got a lot of humility and, and as the year progressed, he had an opportunity to play. And I think he played at a, you know, at a very competitive level, the last four games, each game seemed to be a little bit better. So, you know, we feel pretty strongly that, you know, he's going to be our quarterback of the future. And, and, uh, you know, we got to play games, and we got to see, but but um, but we feel good about him.
1: He's also perfected the move where you get the grip on the podium and you show just enough of the bottom yeah, of the gun. It's yeah. just like showing the right. holster yeah. of the uh, you know of your pistol, just a little bit. I don't know just anything a about showing the
2: holster of my pistol, but well, yeah, you know sure. what
1: I mean. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> it handle, shows just enough. A holster, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, Desmond Ritter is a guy that gets a lot of criticism because. The tangibles aren't there. They've believed in the intangible. Yes. And they've that's right. firmly believed in the intangible. Yes, sir. The leadership qualities. That's, that's right. why they were attracted to him. Right. And so if they can coach the tangibles into him, then he can be that guy. Right. And and there's still look, last year was a weird season with Marcus Mariota, but there's still that lingering Matt Ryan and what he did. So there's a high bar there that's kind of floating. But it's going to be easier for Desmond Ritter. Just just go out there and just get the ball right. into the hands of your Manage playmakers.
2: Manage the offense. Right. Don't make big mistakes. Right? You don't have
1: to thread a needle right. 25 yards down the exactly. field on the right. left sideline. Right. There's ways you can get the ball to your playmakers. Yep. Be smart about it. Don't complicate it. And maybe, you know, the stats will come from it. Like a little screen pass that the guy takes 40 yards right. still shows sure. in the stat book as one for one, 40 yards right. and a touchdown right. if he takes it to the end zone. It doesn't matter how far you actually throw it. So if you can do all those things and just – be at the center of the storm, I think the challenge they're going to have is keeping all these guys happy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I hear
1: you. There's too many mouths right. to feed, right. and Ritter, Ritter's going to be the one that's got to deal with, you know, the receiver coming back saying, I'm I open, open, I'm open, why, why are I you get the, ball? the ball? Yes,
2: they, they, they're, they're going to have that. It's a good problem. You know, Desmond Ritter, you, know, you said it right. First up, when we met him at the Combine, or two years ago, it was, I think you weren't there that one year, and it was the year you stayed home, but he was the guy, and I think people here in NBC could attest that when I got done, I went, He's got, you know, it as far as the personality and just the demeanor and all that. He really jumped out to me that way. He did. And to piggyback, or piggyback off of what you said, yeah, I've talked to people down there, and th- th- that's exactly what they express. That he's got something, he's made of the right stuff to where they see things to where there's a future. Now, yeah, he's not there yet. He made improvements in his throwing motion, there's still some work to do there, certainly. But he's smart. He's a great leader. He's selfless. He knows how to communicate in the locker room. You know, He's a worker. He's a pretty good athlete, so he can run. And now we got read option and stuff like that that's going to become available for that football team. So that's what they believe in. They're taking the approach of the Titans did, right? It's not going to be all about the quarterback. We're going to be a really good team. We just need the quarterback to not make mistakes and when a guy's open, hit him. Or the early years New England Patriots, or even, let's just say, the Seattle Seahawks and what they did. They drafted Russell Wilson in the third round. They didn't expect him definitely to be a superstar. So they're hoping to kind of hit that jackpot right there. And that, that's where, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he did. It was better last year, better than I expected at the end of the year. But, yeah, there's some work to be done there. Um, but I'm excited about, you know, what he can do and what this Falcons team might look like.
1: Pete pointed out to me their schedule, and I hadn't studied it carefully. They play, and this is true of all the teams in the NFC South. Yeah, they play all the teams of the AFC South. Right, which is not yeah, stacked it's favorable. Top to bottom, right? They play all the teams of the NFC North, which is wide open and full of questions. You models. could argue those are the two worst co- divisions in football, man. And and even though they were seven and ten, yeah, they finished in fourth place in their division. Yeah. So, because the other teams were seven and ten, right? The other two, the Saints and the Panthers, and the Bucks were were eight and nine, and they won the division by that one game margin. So the Falcons get to play the Cardinals, right? And the Falcons get to play the Commanders, yeah. While the other teams play higher positioning franchises sure. from the NFC West and the NFC East. So, and, and we see how close it is in the final analysis. If the difference is. You got to play the Cardinals, and we had to play the Seahawks, which is the difference for the Falcons and the Panthers. Right. That's one of the differences. Yeah. Schedule's the same, right. except you get to check the box with the Cardinals, assuming the Cardinals are what we think they're going to be, and we got to get our butts kicked by the Seahawks. That game right there yeah. may the be the whole difference. difference between getting in and not getting in. Yeah,
2: I, I mean, uh, it's 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 definitely set up for them to make, make the run and, and make some waves here this year. And, yeah, they're them – and the Saints are two teams that I look at in the NFC to go, yeah, there's some things there. And, and maybe even more on the Atlanta Falcons because I feel like there's some – some really young talent that they can kind of gel here together and have a nucleus here for for quite some time. I think that's what excited. you explained it the stars you talk about Pitts and Drake London and Bijan John Robinson and Desmond Ritter, and they just got Jesse Bates you know in the secondary AJ Terrell when healthy is one of the better corners in football right uh, they still got Grady Jackson in the in the middle of that defense i mean there's they got a good blend of young future. And still some guys that have been there and done that and and can lead those guys into the future a little too, which I like. Jeff Okuda, the exactly. third overall pick from a couple of years ago who's got something to prove. Exactly. No doubt about it. And, you know, again, Jeff, Jeff Okuda is a good player. He didn't live up to third pick of the draft, right? But he's still a good player. And he's one of those guys like we talk about with Evan Ingram and some of them that just needed a new fresh start. The negativity was just too hard or too much where he got drafted. So uh, we'll see what the Falcons can do. But, yeah, they're a team I got faith in. The coaches on both sides of the ball are, are uh, some of my favorites.
1: I know at the end of the day you have a feeling as to who's going to be in position to to have their hands on the trophy, and it's going to be hard to pick against the chiefs yeah but it's going to be a crazy ride to get there definitely so these if some of these divisions are, are like this one the nfc south is the most wide open i, I would, and i yeah. i don't know who right. i ultimately am going to pick to win and maybe something stupid like this scheduling factor makes the difference yeah the scheduling quirk yeah that benefits the falcons to the detriment of the other three maybe that makes the the final yeah they're, yeah. they're the ones who are going to rise in. up and, yeah and yeah could be off. all right let's take a break uh With Nathaniel Hackett in the news so much recently, we're going to have a draft of the most important coordinators, or more accurately, the coordinators under the most pressure as 2023 approaches. PFT Live from the Hall of Fame, sort of,
0: returns right after this. I'm not going to name any names, but there are people out there who say you're overrated because you're in the New York media market. And your take is like, I've been an underdog all my life. How do you balance these two things?
3: i uh, I just be laughing at it. You know what I mean? I was I was always the overlooked one, you know. I ain't have all those big offers coming out of high school. I mean, I went to Cincinnati, like they're a power five schools now, but they wasn't at first. So like now it's like, eh, I me, like now I'm overrated, but back then when there was other corners, five star corners and it was like this, this and that, it was oh yeah, he he the underdog, this this and that. Nah, it's like and I'm making plays, then all of a sudden I'm overrated. So this would be weird to me, but, you know, like I said, I keep the main thing the main thing.
1: Sauce Gardner with Maria Taylor. You'll see more of that tomorrow night in the pregame show. Starts at 7 o'clock Eastern on NBC and Peacock in advance of the first game of the 2023 season, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game, New York Jets taking on the Cleveland Browns. We talked earlier about the Jets and Nathaniel Hackett and how much pressure he's under. And I don't know how much pressure there really is. When you have Aaron Rodgers, it's hard to say there's pressure. He's going to be under a lot of scrutiny after last year. And these comments from Sean Payton make it a bigger deal. Our draft for today, the coordinators under the most pressure for 2023. I got a pretty long list. I see you scribbling over there old-school yeah. style. I yeah. got mine on my phone. Shouldn't it be the other way around? I know, Shouldn't I be the right? one who's scribbling this with a This is one pen? thing that
2: I need to make an adjustment with my life is I got to start to be a little more digital when it comes to my note-taking and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: you were just complaining about the, the I know. The, How dare you call rainforest. me out on my wrongness? Captain, Captain Planet. Dare you. Planet. I know. You're
2: killing trees left I know. and right I'm with gonna your get, notebooks. I, it, does, it kills me. I'm like Rain Man with those notebooks. I, I am. I know. But that's, you know, first off, I'm a big, like, I'm into my memory i remember things better when i write it as compared to typing i don't know why that is i I don't do you have that problem well no
1: because whatever i write i don't know what it was when i go back and look at it like i keep notes from time to time because i try to keep to-do lists and i'll i'll i'm more likely to actually remember to do the things on the to-do list if it's on a piece of paper in front of me yes but then i'll pick it up and it's like what the hell is that? What what am I supposed to do? <laughs> First item on every to-do list. Write the to-do list so you know what the hell you're supposed to do. Yeah, well, you, I do that all the time because yeah. I just do it real
2: quick, and, and it's like I'll re- know what you that is. Read, it's you like can't what, can't what the f-? hell it is. Yeah. 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 yeah, I know. I think I got to get that iPad and you know the uh, whatever the touch pen, and I might and you try to do, do that, that yeah. next year. Right? Does, do you still
1: like? I remember being in school as a lefty. When we used pencils, every now and then, I'd come home and the whole anybody out there's been left-handed. The world discriminates against lefties. Yeah, you would have this streak of graphite yeah
2: down your entire hand i still do it certain pens that are maybe a little too inky or whatever right i definitely will get it on the the left hand in that spot you're talking i mean about. hopefully
1: i never had an open wound that that was seeping into well it wouldn't I've might explain a
2: lot i mean you know i don't know it got in your brain you know right. did you need uh, paint chips as a kid yeah
1: uh, <laughs> uh i don't know <laughs>
2: coordinators <laughs> under the most pressure for 2023 who you got all right um I think I'm going to go to Dallas and Brian Schottenheimer. I think that's where I'm going to start right off the bat. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting I, choice. You know, I just, I thought it's all McCarthy. Now. Uh, well, that's where I was going to kind of say that too. Yeah. It's a, whatever, a tag team duo there. But I think we're all going to be looking at that, right? I mean, their offense statistically has been, you know, towards the top of football. They got rid of an offensive coordinator. They want to change how they play and be a little bit more run first. One of the things that I've always questioned about, Both the guys that we just talked, you just said, I mean, McCarthy or Schottenheimer, is how deep their passing game playbook is. I was a little underwhelmed with McCarthy's pass game playbook. You know that when he had the end of his tenure with Green Bay. It was very simple. So, and then I just feel like there's, and then the Dak Prescott interception thing, get him back on track, right? The last two or three years. I, I mean, really, I feel like Dak, ever since he hurt his ankle, has not been quite the same as what he was before that. And, so that's where I'm, I'll am i put them uh, under the most pressure here for my first pick.
1: You know, I've got my list that I, that I have on my phone. Yeah. Pete's put some names here. And, and Pete reminded me of one, even though I've got a bunch here. i got to go Chargers offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore. Yeah. And, and here's why. We yeah. don't think of it this way. Right. But there have been times in the past where you have a defensive coach who's on the hot seat who needs his offense to get better in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't been able to find an offensive coordinator because right. that guy knows going in the door. I remember when Lovey Smith was with the bears, they couldn't find a coordinator. They eventually dusted off Mike Martz, but you're, you're getting everybody fired if you don't get the job done. And if Kellen Moore doesn't get it done with Justin Herbert, everybody's gone. Yeah. Everybody's out. Yeah. It's over now. Moore just got fired in Dallas. So he doesn't care, but the pressure on him, the literal pressure, every coaching job in the building is riding on Kellen Moore. Because if they don't get it done this year, especially after the $52.5 million per year extension given to Justin Herbert, if they don't get it done this year, if they don't get to the playoffs, minimum playoffs, and, and they can't survive another, hey, we're up 28 nothing, let's take our foot off the gas. And there it goes. If they don't get to the playoffs and maybe even win a game, and, and we already know the buzzers are circling for that job, everybody's
2: gone. Agreed. I Man, that would have probably been my other first pick, and it's it's kind of funny. But yeah, I think with with everything you're saying there, everybody recognizes that that Justin Herbert's special, right? And that that off that last offense didn't fit him. So that's where I look at it. It's crazy. I mean, Kellen Moore. Let me just say this: this is where it's crazy, and this is what this is what ultimately led me to go with the Dallas guys as my first one. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator of. Out of the last four years, the number one offense in football and the number two offense in football. And then one year was Dak Prescott getting hurt, where I think they were still top 12. And the other year, last year, they were like top 10 or 11. Why'd they fire I Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what it is. But that's the reason. But but to, to your point, I agree with your pick. But it's just crazy when you kind of lay it out in those terms a little bit. And that's why I went with Dallas first. But, yeah, it's a big year for Kellen Moore. We want to see what he can do. You're right. The whole organization is kind of teetering on him. We heard enough rumors and things to think that John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, and Sean Payton liked that Chargers job last year. And if this you know, doesn't look good, other candidates are going to be looking at that one too. All right. I'm going to go with Aaron Glenn on the Lions. Defensive coordinator. I mean, again – I think it's just the expectations of the Detroit Lions, right? They've made some improvements on their roster, definitely. But they were the last defense in football last year, number 32. And we're talking about a team who's opening the season up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and everybody's looking at, ooh, are the Lions next, right? I don't question the offense. I think the offense is going to be good no matter what. I mean, Ben Johnson is really good, but they got a ton of talent there. Aaron Glenn, the talent isn't quite as good as it is on the offense, certainly. And then the way things looked last year and all that, if they want to be where people are projecting them to be, that defense has to be significantly better. And uh, that's why I'll, I'll look at Aaron Glenn, because I think a lot of people will put him under the spotlight if things don't go the right way.
1: I'm going to go with the guy that we mentioned yesterday when we were rattling off all the players in Pittsburgh that could be great yeah. on that offense. Yeah. I do a segment every Wednesday afternoon. This week I did it yesterday. Uh, because we're going to be tied up today, but 93-7, uh, the fan in Pittsburgh. And Andrew Filippone, I mean, he's been trying to fire Matt Canada, I think, for as long as I've been doing it, if not longer. So, uh, Canada, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator of the Steelers, I think is under a ton of pressure because whether or not that offense goes, you can't say you don't have great players. No. You can't say you're devoid of talent. Right. And Mike Tomlin is kind kind of, if not entirely, hands-off on the offense. Right. So. Canada's got to get it done. I don't know. At the end of the day, Art Rooney, is he going to make a change? I don't know. I feel like he's the one that makes those calls, not the head coach. Yep. But at some point, it becomes glaring, and there's been a ton of criticism and a ton of focus on Matt Canada. And with that many great players, it's on him to make it work. Good pick.
2: Good. There's, no, there's no excuses this year, right? I think I, we could go, oh, Big Ben was old and not the same. And, you know, oh, last year it was a rookie quarterback, and their offensive line hasn't been very good. Their offensive line should be better. You said it. The receivers, the tight ends, the running back, they're all good. we got to start seeing some results on the field yep. for them. All right, we going one more pick here? Yes. All right, I'm going to go Todd Monken of the Ravens. All right, I'm going to go there. I mean, of course, I mean, we're all talking about it. Lamar Jackson in the passing game is going to take off. I think the Ravens are a team that's in the Super Bowl conversation. You know, and so they made a big change there, leaving Greg Roman, firing him, going to Todd Monken, who's now coming back from college, back in the NFL – and, yeah, got some moving parts and some personalities to deal with. I'll, I'll, I'll take him as there's a lot of pressure on yeah,
1: him. Yeah, we just assumed that this guy's
2: Bill Walsh. I know. Like, everyone's just going, hey, he's coming in. They're going to be better. And it's just, you, we'll see. I
3: and, guess. and I think
1: the concern there is yeah. that it's like a kid playing Madden, or a grown-up, as the case may be. You got that one play that always works, that whenever you're having any difficulty whatsoever, you revert back to what you know works. They've got all this stuff drawn up, and OBJ, and and uh, they they drafted your your Zay Flowers, the guy right. from Boston College, right. and they they, you know, they've got two tight ends that can get it done, and they're going to pass, and they're going to pass. Third and six, when in doubt, let Lamar be Lamar. That's going to be the temptation, not lean into the easy first down, yeah. the easy got to have it play because you still have Lamar Jackson at quarterback can they discipline themselves? And it's going to be up to Todd Monken to get the players, to sure. get Lamar Jackson to discipline themselves. That's yeah. going to be the challenge. Yeah. All right, uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill, Bill O'Brien. O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. 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 I, after everything that happened last year with Mac Jones, with Bill Belichick, with that team, that team's going to go as far as the offense takes them. And if they don't get to the playoffs, it could be. Who knows? I know. Who knows? I'm with if you. Pay attention to what Robert Kraft is saying. The signs are there. The Bill Belichick might need to get to the playoffs in order to be back next year. Well, it makes Bill O'Brien no different than Kellen Moore. That right. it's all on him. He's got to turn around the weakness of the team, and if he doesn't do it sufficiently, it could be everyone's gone. And the the carrot for him, the brass ring for him, is if the Browns don't get it done, and they want to make a change, why wouldn't they bring Bill O'Brien to
2: coach Deshaun Watson again? That's a valid point. You're right. And, you know, there yeah, there is pressure. There's a spotlight, uh, and but but also I look at it and go damn everybody's just gonna be whoa thank god he's here this year too so there might be a breath of fresh air too that just billy o'brien until they start O'C. playing until they start, until they start losing and want to see results and, and yeah. mac jones, and mac and jones is dropping yeah, f-bombs right. we gotta
1: take a break because we still have three segments to go and whoa. we only have 15 minutes left to show so we'll be back and then we'll be gone right after this
0: Yeah, On um you are talking about the quarterbacks, and you said we'll give them a chance to compete and see how it goes. Is that implying that the quarterback job is kind of open for a competition during camp? Everybody's out here competing. It's all 90 guys. Yeah, that's what we're all here for, just go and compete. So Mac Jones isn't necessarily your... Everybody's favorite. out here competing. Like, everybody's out here competing. That's what everybody's doing. We asked Mac the other day how his relationship is, it good with you? And he said, I think so. I'm just curious, do you, what's your characterization of your relationship? my relationship is good with every player. Including Mac? Including Mac? Yeah, of course, talking you know, to him every day.
2: He was an off-season award winner. Have you seen a lot from him this off-season? No, yeah, he
0: had good off-season. Yeah, really good. That's why he was recognized on and off the field, um, Yeah, participation, production.
1: You know, at first I thought he had a chain under that hoodie. And then I realized that's just great Shiny, chest hair Chinese catching chest the sunlight. Air? Yeah. Which I can relate to, frankly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. A, little, a little sunlight on the chest hair. Uh, it's a weird vibe. And I remember earlier in the offseason, yeah, there's going to be a competition. Then, nah, there's not going to be a competition. And then I caught wind that they you were know, calling around about possibly moving Mac Jones. And uh, there was pressure, tension, dysfunction last year between Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. At the root of it was the decision to give the keys to the offense to Matt Patricia, and that never should have happened. That, That caused Mac Jones to regress. It affected his career. It impeded his development. And that's part of the damage that's being undone. And so from Belichick's perspective, to the extent that Mac was being kind of a punk, kind of a brat, kind of an ass... If he sees Bailey Zappi improving, and he thinks it's close, who's he going to be more likely to go with? Yeah. The guy that didn't piss him off last year? Or the guy who did.
2: Yeah, well, they did a disservice to Mac Jones last year. I mean, Mac Jones' greatest gift is that he can handle like a nine million plays and a lot of offenses and checks, and they went to kindergarten offense last year. So that doesn't, you don't even take advantage of the things that he can do. You know? <laughs> right. He's telling you, shut up. I know that play. It's as basic as you, you know, I, I have heard it. But yeah, hey, Belichick in his history, he always answers it like that. He does. And Mac Jones hasn't played well enough yet for him to just go away. He's our quarterback or do any of that. Well, Plus, no, but, but if he's Tom. He was, quarterback. he was the only person him, he ever right, did he right. was the only person if it right. was clear right. he would roll his eyes and, and go question. come on yeah. are you serious right yeah. 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 yeah we're not there yet he's still got things to prove to bill belichick and uh, we'll see where it goes but i think mac jones will be better this year
1: quick break when we return oh what a catch training camp edition more pft live right after this oh what a catch training camp edition we go to washington terry mclaurin Watch this. Lower right, lower left, soon to be lower right, as he makes the move. He breaks free. The ball's in the air. Man. Catches it. That's how you break a collarbone. But I love the effort, and you love to see a diving catch like that. That's a guy who wants it, but uh, don't get yourself injured. Eric B.
2: Enemy offense. I'm excited to see it. Joshua Palmer. How about this? Man. Now,
1: now, look, the gloves have something to do with it, but that's an uncanny skill. To get up there like that, the body control, and to pull the ball in with one hand. That's right. Very impressive.
2: Here's Mr. Magic Shrick
1: himself. Catch of the camp. Right. Unbelievable. Fighting Joey Porter Jr., George Pickens. I mean, he's not open. This is why he says, now nah, that's a little, uh, would he get flagged for it, that?
2: No, because they never call offensive yeah. pass interference. But so that's they would why not. he's always open. Even yeah. when he's
1: covered, you throw the ball and he gets it. Wow. Aaron Cruikshank making the
2: back of the end zone. Diving Balling catch. Balling back. Impressive. Yeah. It's amazing. Again, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. does it. Now we see the whole well, world doing it all the time. because guys
1: practice it all the time. They they know that they can do it. They just this have to work
2: it and work it. Might be the best Jason one of all.
1: Pinnock with the one hand. His pick. hand
2: was in the front of the he ball. Didn't even have to tuck it. I know his hand was in front of it, so he plucked it. Here's another one. Another one, and we're going to get to the point.
1: Are we going to get to the point where we don't appreciate this? For uh, Jason Brown, I feel like I'm already at that catch? point. I'm just like, like yeah, uh, yeah, all right, good, yeah, yeah. way to go. Like what you, can they do? When to are you going to go between your legs and catch right, one? But that's you know? the thing. Where does it go from here? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be back with more PFT Live. Are we, do we? Are we going to break off of that? I thought we were going to break because we're running out of time. All right, we're well, going to break. Well, he's trying to go to break. we came go back. To, we're to, go to You came back to us. We'll be back with more PFT Live right after this. little, little
2: lightest, lightest. Come on. Well, we mentioned
1: Frick and Frack earlier, and if you're curious just about who or what they are, there they are. I don't know which is Frick and which is Frack, oh. but they were a comedic ice skating duo of Swiss skaters who went to the United States in 1937 and joined the original Ice Folly show. Frick took his name. From a small village in Switzerland, frack is a Swiss-German word for nun's fart. Oh, wait, that was yesterday's show. For a frock coat, they put the two words together as a typical Swiss joke. I want to say, like,
2: you're the guy with the mustache on top, right? Because I can't grow a mustache. But also, like you, I can't put you on top. You're not going to be able to jump over me like that. So I I could not jump over you. Yes, I could not jump that high, jumping up, and you got to be the guy. I might
1: be able to jump over him. (laughs) That
2: that looks like Bud Abbott at the bottom, but I could not jump over you. It does look like an. That's what I thought when I was like, "Damn, it it, it looks like an Abbott." I thought so too. Right. Uh, Well,
1: the black and white and the. The clothing has something to do with it. So uh, that's frickin' that's frack. Yep. I think we're out of time. Are we out of time? Yeah, we're coming to I don't to the hear end. Pete. I don't hear Pete. No, oh, he he's said here. one minute. We have a yeah, minute. Yeah, okay. we're good. We're Every good. once in a while when Pete goes silent, as we get close to the end you of panic something,
2: i think is there he's some talking to you and he's is a talking to me and he's system, counting me out because you're usually yes, in west virginia yes. and we're just not sure if it's working yeah. move up to connecticut we won't have those problems I,
1: why don't you move to west virginia no no the, the, the house next door to me and the house next to it maybe at some point you never know what's going to come i to live I in the media the
2: center of the world okay you need to come up to me but but
1: I do the show from my house. I you know. Could just I come don't. right up. We could have coffee. I got floor. more moving could, parts. I yeah. can't do it. Okay. You have well, less moving parts. I got no. Uh, you think <laughs> that, but you would be wrong. All right. Uh, all we know is tomorrow we'll be here. Here. Are we? We'll
2: be we're going to be here. We won't yeah. be in Canton. No, we're not going to be at the we'll Hall be of at the Fame. Stadium. No, I'm mad. You're that. upset. We don't have to drive a half hour there. No, and a half I mean, hour hey, back. the hotel—they figured out how to make the bed here. No I'm happy about gummy. that. But damn, we come to the Hall of Fame. I'm going go to find. I'm
1: going to find your housekeeper, and I'm going to offer him or her a twenty-dollar bill to mess
2: up your bed. <laughs> Thank you very See much. See you tomorrow. See ya. <laughs>